0: It's my huge honor to be here, as you mentioned, because I cited the Hook in this uh, review, uh, the Anger Van Kemi uh, 125th Jubilee issue last year, two years ago actually. I was very much aware of the, f- the fact that this it will be the uh, 350th anniversary <laughs> year. And that's the reason why I'm very much honored. So that uh, I've changed slightly the title. The uh, thing is believing or atomic resolution Re- uh, Microscopy for chemistry from brain and fancy to plainness of observations. Because of course, this is like this, My- micrographia or, <laughs> Some physiological description of bodies. <laughs> so, um, so he is uh, uh, this person as you see in this 17th century, and I, I know this uh, period very well because of my interest in music. <laughs> Henry Purcell, for instance, and this is the viol that actually my wife plays. And I I also play some extent, but I actually play a baroque flute, one keyed flute. So that some of you may have a chance to listen to me, maybe toward the end of the evening. (laughs) (laughs) So here's, I'm a chemist, and I guess that not so many of you are real chemists, so I have a question here. Do you like chemistry? <laughs> Thank you very much. But only a few, I'd say. <laughs> so I have to, on the on behalf of the Royal Society of Chemistry, I think we have to do something, say something good about chemistry. <laughs> so chemistry is fun. <laughs> you can make uh, badminton shuttlecock type molecules by using C60, the fullerene, and you just grow feathers. Okay, and they stuck each other spontaneously. And of course, chemistry saves your life. This is the compound uh, called maybe as uh, es- asomessprazole, uh, whatever. Anyhow, we, we made this. This reduces stomach uh, acid secretion uh, through inhibition of proton pump in your in your stomach, in our stomach. And actually, we made uh, asymmetric synthesis of this part to be commercialized very soon. Actually, to make it cheaper than the previous method. Also, I'm very much proud of the fact that we uh, developed a solar cell, the chemistry solved energy problems. Solar cell based on our own expertise of making uh, food and derivatives. And this was a technology transfer to Mitsubishi Chemical, who is going to uh, put this into commercialization market this year, later this year. They have actually uh, tested the power of this. Uh, uh, solar cell uh, for the window applications, so that with TaiSel Corporation, which is a construction company, they successfully uh, tested for one year for the zero energy building, that means that it's self-sustained buildings. So that uh, chemistry is very good, it- chemistry is fun, chemistry saves your life, and chemistry pr- provides solutions to energy problems. Whereas the chemistry is very difficult, I think, for many of you to learn because the truth is that chemical science has been already too long made only a work of the brain fancy. And it is now high time that it should return to the plainness and soundness of observations of materials, molecules, and obvious things. So that is, uh, that is my, uh, what I'm going to tell you today. So here's, again, I'm questioning you. Actually, here's another question for you. So I've got uh, sugar and uh, salt, table salt. And which is sugar, which is table salt? Very simple, David. <laughs> this is actually sugar, this is table salt. If you have a careful look at this, you can tell. And of course, you might, some of you might say it's easier just to taste it, right? <laughs> Whereas this can, can be actually potassium cyanide. Nobody knows. <laughs> so just tasting it by your tongue is not a so good idea. So anyway, this is this is sucrose. This is uh, table salt. Okay. And uh, the concept molecule is very abstract. Okay, you can if you can taste it, but you cannot really analyze the structure. So uh, this is this is the uh, this is sugar. Okay, so it's a glucose and fructose is uh, combined by uh, this ether linkage by oxygen. But the molecular model represents. Very little, actually, maybe almost none, of the actual properties of sugar. Because if you, if you have a molecular model, like a plastic, okay, it's not sweet at all. And also, this is just virtual. I took it from Wikipedia, virtual model. <laughs> <you, I> <laughs> and also, what are these red and black and white dots, both? And you see they are chemical bonds. But actually, if you see later, there's no real chemical bond. because. These, uh, this is a uh, uh, classical mechanical model of molecule, but the molecule is actually quantum mechanical. And uh, many of you can recall that in fact, there's no bond. This is just electron density. Right? But all these structures, because of the making, how to make a uh, classical mechanical model, you need all these balls and you need these uh, <laughs> sticks, right? And there's really nothing really in this. And then I, some of you may uh, study mechanical engineering. And this is much easier, I think. Maybe easier to teach mechanical engineering, because this is a real car. I used to drive this car. <laughs> and this is a model. And the way you make this model is the same. You have these old wheels, and they're put together. And this model even runs. So that this is this model, mechanical model, is totally different from from this model. This is just conceptual, and this is these are all classical mechanical objects. So there's a huge difference between the real world and the molecular world, and also the history is very different too. Of course, that uh, everybody perhaps knows, especially Alan knows, that. Uh, the before 440 years before Christ, then Democritus uh, proposed atomic theory. But then after hundred years, Aristotle actually denied this theory and he advocated four element theory. Now that's really a pity. <coughs> because uh, John Dalton in Manchester, uh, 1808, proposed modern atomic theory, whereas it took 100, almost 100 years to just deny all these four element theory and then which they, we have to, people waited until Einstein, uh, at the parents experiment for non brownian motion in 1905, or to, between 1905 and nine to just prove that they indeed uh, molecules are made of atoms. So only by, I would say, 1910, uh, everyone content with the concept of atoms or molecules, because it's very uh, abstract. And since Dr. Lee mentioned about the super, super resolution uh, the, uh, the imaging, so that I have to just, just one word of caution. Uh, protein, like DNA, this is more or less a micrometer, 100 micrometer, OK? But ethane is uh, much smaller. This is 10 to the minus 6 meter. This is 10 to the 10th. So I can compare the flea with the airplane. This is most like the compound you show is almost like an airplane. What I'm going to talk about is a flea, maybe not many fleas in airplanes <laughs> <laughs> these days, but anyway, it's a flea in airplane, or maybe it can be an be airplane, okay? So there's huge difference between the story that was told just 10 minutes ago and my story here. So now, the things believing. We can now see molecular motions and even reactions at the atomic level of course, many of you have seen this kind of picture. This is a molecular dynamics simulation. And if it looks really like a classical mechanical model. But of course, this is virtual reality. So for many years, 25 years, I've been working on the theoretical calculations. I saw many of this on my screen. But at some point, about 15 years ago, I thought that this is not interesting anymore. We should be able to see molecular motions. And here's an example. This is the first atomic resolution movie of the time evolution of conformation change, structure change of molecule. So this is the compound you see. Uh, yeah, it's, that, it's, a, it's actually uh, this particular molecule. This is B ten C two, having uh, the carbonyl, having twenty-two uh, carbon chains, two of those. So this is the head part, and you see one chain, and two chains actually. The, this is swinging back and forth. And uh, this was observed during the period of 43 seconds. Actually, this is almost a real-time picture, which is very surprising. Still, I think I don't exactly understand why the molecular motion is so slow. But anyhow, this is this is the real picture, and you can since this is electron microscopy, so you can measure the length. This is three angstrom, three sorry, three nanometer, and this is the inside of the carbon nanotube, which is a diameter of 1.2 nanometers. This is 12 angstrom in the classical way of uh, calling it. So I can call this as an ultimate micro- ana- microanalysis because this is, in fact, a compound you know, we have seen, because it has a three nanometers and th- two chains. We made also this compound, but it's only one chain. I made this also, this is a short chain, short two chains, and it's obviously the compound you have seen is this one. And uh, so this, uh, I call this uh, ultimate because uh, we, we can determine the stru- molecular structure by using just one molecule. And of course you need to have at least one molecule to analyze the structure. And also this is a movie. So this is a very famous uh, uh, movie by Kaltje Bresson, <laughs> The Decisive Moment. And of course there's a story, perhaps we can expect that you'll have some misfortune. <laughs> maybe 0.5 seconds later. But of course, this is a story in it, but it's not movie. Photos, photo, photography has its own history and its own story, but of course movie tells more. So that, uh, here's a summary of uh, what I'm going to tell you now. So we can, uh, unlike crystallography or scanning, tunneling, electron microscopy, or maybe even spectroscopy in general, we see motions of atoms in the molecule or maybe we can see, say, the molecules at the atomic level, we get time evolution structures. I would say 4D structures, because as it's like a movie. Movie, I just go like this, and you see that I'm a three-dimensional object, right? And then also motion, so I call this 4D. You can analyze a mixture without purification. We will see examples. This is very important. Uh, we can do elemental analysis at nanometer scale. This is this is uh, this is of course common for electron microscopy. We can make chemistry easier to learn. You see, right? Because you can just take a look at all these movies. So we like summarize that we discovered the small molecule real time transmission electro, uh, electron microscopic imaging. We call this smart TM. Reported in Science magazine in 2007, but the uh, research is not easy. Okay, uh, <laughs> we have a review comment, good one. Okay, the ability to image conformations of individual small molecules is a holy grail of microscopy. Thank you very much. And the authors present a convincing case that they have managed to do so. And also, this is a comment by Rold Hoffman, the Nobel laureates for this theory. This is the most direct visualization of the motion molecule that he has seen. And he said, damn clever (laughs) (laughs) to the chemical sea handing news. But of course, this was part of the story. And uh, I got a very bad review. (laughs) It is not clear what new horizons such imaging technique will allow us to explore. The same, same science review. The TM data heroic and very new. This is good. But however, the interpretation of those incredible images is not convincing at best, and dead wrong at worst. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, this paper is almost rejected. So I sent an peer letter, and then two other referees said, the oh, perfect, oh, this should be immediately published. OK, so that we published in Science. So uh, this was a work of uh, not just brain fancy, but the work of the human being. And uh, we have an electron microscopist, Suenaga. Uh, he is actually a lieutenant in the Professor Ishima's lab, uh, who discovered the narrative. And he's a postdoc, Koshino, who studied in Kyoto, with all these uh, synthetic chemists. Dr. Sorin now in, back in Sweden, at University. Dr. Tanaka now working in the British Tire Company. And Dr. Isobe, who is a professor, full professor in Tokyo University. So it's a good collaboration in our Project, a rather project supported by Japanese government, two, two group leaders and then synthetic chemists and electron microscopies, and some part of the later work we have done together with the uh, Dr. Harano in my group, who is an associate professor now, with students Dr. Yamada and uh, not yet Dr. almost Dr. Yamada, and Okada and also uh, uh, Mr. Xin from China. And uh, this uh, Itabashi, is, he's actually, uh, was just an undergraduate at that time. So that we, it's a very fruitful collaboration with uh, group members and outside people. And here's uh, our discovery, I'm going to summarize. And uh, there have been, uh, uh, there, there, was, there was a problem, so actually, a solved now. But molecules in vacuum move too, too fast like a flea. But there was already a solution provided. So, that we have a carbon nanotube, you put a C60 inside, you can visualize all these uh, flaring molecules. So, that is uh, peopled. People call this a peopled, flaring in the carbon nanotube. So, carbon nanotube uh, is a very thin but robust container. This was already known. But just our small discovery is that flea molecules can be trapped in or on a tube, and we can, it, we can study them. Relatively uh, uh, in a static uh, way. This was a big problem, and still, I think uh, this is a big problem. Uh, uh, the organic molecules are very unstable under electron radiation. Uh, this, was, this was a common sense uh, general idea shared by electron microscopists. And the uh, electron beam generates high energy species and the secondary electron that react with neighboring molecules and causes decomposition. So this is it. Whereas this applies only for the uh, organic molecules in solid state, because generate electrons uh, just maybe uh, let several molecules decompose and they just react with neighbors. I have a very good conversation with the uh, electron microscopes in Oxford here in the material science department yesterday, and he agreed with me that this only applies to the organic solid not for the single organic molecule in, in, in vacuum. Once you have a single organic molecule here, uh, high energy electron comes in, but the physical principle says that collision, what I call cross sectional collision of a electron with a single atom is very small, it's only rarely, of course. So our discovery is that single molecule in vacuum is stable under electron radiation. OK, that means that we we have devised a method to put molecule in single molecule in vacuum. So this is uh, I call is a uh, chemical hooks. So th- this is our discovery, a chemical discovery. So we have a chemical hook which can catch only this blue fish. Okay, this simply. Now we we can call this an uh, eel trap. We have shown you already. The molecule comes into the cavity. Or you have an uh, amine here, NH two, then it can specifically react with. Our target molecule by this uh, chemical bond formation, amide formation. So, this is our technology. So, we are, this is actually the, the reason why we are very unique in developing, it, uh, having developed this technology. So, we have this uh, carbon atom. This, this looks like just uh, black powder. Okay. So, we have this black powder, and we put our molecule by chemical bond, amide bond, and you see a motion. Here, uh bromine atom, and you see the benzene here. So you see this, and then uh, times, actually one tenth in a sense. Uh, you see something here. It's, it's here. And then this is like this, goes this all the way to the uh, electromicroscopic uh, grid. Okay, this is about 3, nan- three mi- millimeter, millimeter, 20 times, 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, 10 times. Now here, you have 1 nanometer. And uh, this is the real world. And uh, I think uh, have a considerable uh, face that indeed what we are looking at is quantum mechanical entity, of course, right? So now we are in the quantum mechanical uh, regime. So this is the uh, this is a JL. Uh, this is a Japanese company. JL uh, standard, now standard uh, electron microscope, which was uh, state of the art 10 years ago. So we put this. Uh, microgrid into here, and then you can, you can see the molecules. That That's what we discovered. Electro-microscopy is just like optical microscope. i taken it from a general company's website. So this is in, in Japanese. But we have a naked eye. This is an optical, optical microscope. We have a lamp. We have a sample and a of lenses. And then we have our uh, eyes. All right. And, uh, of course, electron microscopy, you cannot use naked eye. We have uh, either uh, fluorescent, whatever plate, these days CCD or a CMOS plate camera. And we have a series of um, magnetic lens, because we use uh, electrons, so that we use uh, magnetic lens and also this in vacuum. Uh, This looks like this, and uh, this is uh, 3 meter high. Okay, Uh, this is a pretty big one, but not too big. So we put our sample here, and then uh, here's a camera, and here's a gun, electron gun. So this is a configuration. So what new horizons we can explore? This is very nice. I think it's I appreciate the referee comment. What new horizons can we explore? It's always I appreciate the referee comment, because I'm editor of journal too. <laughs> I keep sending all the nasty uh, letters of referees to authors. <laughs> We reject, I think, 80% of the contributions. (laughs) So watching a chemical reaction, okay. So as I told you, I have been working on the theoretical studies in the past 25 years. So we have seen this kind of picture. All this is copper lithium and methyl groups adding to uh, organic substrate. But (laughs) this is just a virtual image. So I, I didn't like this in the end. So I can tell you the first example we reported in 2010. So we have a carbon, uh, the C60, fullerene, suckable compound, and it has a pentagon and hexagon. See, there are two ways, only two ways, two ways to dimerize hexagon, 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 hexagon pentagon, okay? So there are two ways to, to make it dimer. Okay, uh, also I can tell you uh, some fundamental uh, principle about chemical reaction. You have a collision, which is usually reversible, collision to make Van der Waals complex, and then there will be a bond formation, an extensive bond formation. People argue that up to here is reversible, and this may be uh, irreversible, but uh, nobody has ever seen such a thing. But now we have a, a one-dimensional container, which is a carbon nanotube, and you will see that we have uh, visually see such uh, reversibility and irreversibility of chemical reaction. So here we have a a C60 and it's already dimerized and it goes back and forth. Yeah, here it is. Oh, (laughs) detached. (laughs) That's a Van der Waals complex. Now it starts to fuse. This is now chemical bond formation. This was recorded at 793 Kelvin, okay, 800 Kelvin. So we have seen, we have seen the process of reversible collision followed by chemical bond formation. So we can take a look at this, uh, just a single pair. Okay. Now it's already started to fuse. You see a dumbbell shape. And in the end, you see a, like elongated sucker ball or maybe football. <laughs> and during this process of about 30 minutes, you see uh, several structures. Okay, Resolution, sorry, that's not high. But uh, you see certain uh, dots, Okay, uh, regular dots, I would say. And I can summarize it for you. At the beginning of chemical reaction, we see uh, two molecules. And one is bridge, and that's a hole here. And that, I can say that this is Two pentagons superimposed, overlapping. So there's a hole here. And there's bridge from here, to this here. This means that this is actually unsymmetrical, unsymmetrical way to make a dimer. You see crisscross here and you see dots, and this we can assign this from, for this particular structure. And you see kind of ladder structure, and this you can uh, by comparing the model, we can assign the structure here so that we could uh, identify several intermediates of the chemical reaction. And for instance, this is unsymmetrical. And uh, as I told you, there are only two ways to dimerize this fullerane. Uh, and one is, uh, one is uh, highly symmetrical, D2H dimer. This is CS. And this is, in fact, we have pentagon. We have a bridge. So this is, in fact, the, the one we have seen. This is highly too, very symmetrical. It's pentagon, hexagon, hexagon, pentagon, pentagon. Okay. This is not compound. This was already uh, previously made by a Kyoto professor, and this was not made by anybody. We made it under electron microscopy and we identified the structure. You know the pro- problem. We made only one molecule, <laughs> so that we cannot isolate this. <laughs> So, that is a problem about microscopy, right? <laughs> Seeing is easy, but making it on a large scale is impossible. So, watching catalysis. So, th- this is a compound we made, bucky ferocene. This is the entity called ferrocene, and this is the bucky bolt, uh, this is C60. And we have five methyl groups, and this is f- C5H5 called cyclopentadiene. Uh, so, we have a uh, 655 make. C seventy and this is what indeed we did under electron microscopy. And this is because of the catalytic activity <coughs> of iron. Because iron just cleaves this bond and stitch everything into a less strained structure. So this is this is this compound. Okay, we see this part is this part, cyclopentadiene, And this is this is iron, and this you see trace of methyl groups. And this is simulation, and you see trace of methyl groups, and this is indeed. So that uh, th- this is the, this compound C from the side. Now the, here's the movie. This is only 15 minutes. Okay? we took on this maybe seven frames. <laughs> it's a repeating uh, picture. So y- if you take a look at this here, and you see it's intact. But if you take a look at here, initially you have a wall, then it, it disappears. This is iron, and uh, this is summary. So uh, if you keep a. You keep Your eyes on here, then it's intact. But here, it immediately decomposes. So that means uh, iron catalyzes the C-C bond reorganization to make it into less-strained C-70. So uh, this is a more favorable referee comment on Jack's American Chemical Society. What is discussed is utterly mind-boggling this electron microscope technique is so new, and observations of single molecule transformations so orthogonal to the pedestrian characterization methodology used in the real world. How can anyone be completely sure every conclusion is really supported by the observations? A referee report from Boltzmann would be (laughs) most interesting, because this is single molecule. Uh, Observation. So he wanted to tell us that you should study maybe many thousands of molecules to make a firm conclusion. But uh, this was a favorable comment, so that was okay. (laughs) So now we go for more uh, dynamic conformation change or larger molecules. Here's actually, I can recall you again the history. There was a debate on the structure of cyclohexane in 1990. There was a young person, Zaxi, said, Cyclohexane, this compound, takes chair and boat form. This everybody knows now. The old buyer, first the buyer said, no, no, it is flat and straight, like this, buyer strain. And of course, this was a, a report, that this discussion that in this Berichte, I think, of the German Chemical, uh, chemical Society in 19, uh, 1890. And of course, uh, if we, they had an uh, electron microscope, there was n- none of such discussion would have existed. <laughs> Here's an interesting one. So we have a carbon nanotube. Perhaps uh, there is a hole defect, I think. This is compound. So it's, 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 it's coming out. And it goes back. <laughs> you see conformation change. And this is. Uh, I would say this is less interesting because it's a simulation. <laughs> and this is, a, take a look at this part. This is actually four, at 4 Kelvin. Yeah, here it comes. Uh, previous one, all, all other pictures taken at room temperature, but this is 4 Kelvin. Now, 4 Kelvin, we expected there's really no motion, but in fact, somehow, this is something we don't understand. Uh, maybe it's a really a quantum mechanical world. Speed of the motion of this side chain is almost the same as the one you have seen, right? This is something very interesting in a sense. Now, clearly, this is not the classical mechanical world. So, larger molecule. So we have a covalent amide bond, and we have biotin. And the approximate composition is that we have a, a carbon seventy million, and nitrogen here uh, two hundred thousand, and biotin here only twenty thousand. So by using any spectroscopy, any other method, you'll never be able to detect such a small number of molecules. Okay. We have detected. I've shown you uh, ten conformations of the same molecule, same compound. Okay, and we can re- we could record the molecular movie. So this is it. So this is a point of attachment, because it doesn't move. And this just goes back and forth. You see series of dots. Uh, and the uh, resolution is such that you cannot uh, identify each carbon atom. But uh, once it's a, we have two overlapping atoms, then you see them as a dot, especially in the amide bond region. And this is uh, this is interesting, but this is even more spectacular. You see, actually, it's hydrogen bonded to make a large ring, and then uh, this is actually hydrogen bonded to here. And then, if you see this stem, which correspond to here, this is one nanometer. So that we have seen the hydrogen bonding. Uh, uh, scheme change from here to there, which is, of course, every time happening in protein. So this is a very interesting model for studying the hydrogen bonding dynamics. And this is a more recent one. We, we designed the molecule, the same biotin, but it's make it more flexible here <laughs> and less flexible there. There are three <laughs> possibilities of rotation. So this is a carbon nanotube. This is in vacuum, okay, so that it goes back and forth. Interesting. And actually, by compare, comparing this structure with uh, the uh, molecular <coughs> dynamics, we could identify each of the frames, and which is summarized here. So, first, this is on the, the right hand side, and the second uh, that goes to the left hand side, of course, this is 4 seconds, uh, 49, 84, 100 seconds, and goes on the top. The, and then we can decipher that this is due to the, all the motions uh, shown there. That means uh, first, this, this C-N bond is, places this large group on this side, and then this bond rotates, and it comes here, and then finally this uh, C-N bond, which has a partial double bond character, to make it uh, trans, so going up, uh, upright to, to the surface of the carbon nanotube. So now uh, I can show you the more detailed analysis, which was made possible by this relatively inflexible perfluoral alkyl chain. So I see, uh, you see that cover one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you, you call this as a trans, right? This is a trans conformation. And if you call you can turn around this into here. I call this a 7, 8 gauche, which is actually 6. So that we can determine the uh of each, each C-C bond, which has never been possible by any other method. So this is a real picture. and We made a model like a C-6-7 Gauche, C-8-9 Gauche, C-10-11 Gauche. And we made all kinds of things. And we, it's clear that it is, it is a C-8-9 bond Gauche. So you can determine the Gauche position for the each C-C bond. And we made, actually, statistics for this peripheral alkyl chain. This is for the comparison, reference, CH2, just hydrogen, CH2 bond. So we have, uh, uh, we studied 20 molecules. And for the C5, C45, it's only 1 out of 20 was gauche. And for C56, none, actually. We didn't see it. And we did uh, all these. And it means that uh, only one or two of each bond took this uh, Gauche or cis conformation that's overall summary uh, in contrast you have a cis two we have a average five of those each uh, cis bond was the Gauche conformation and this has been known by uh, statistic averages done by spectroscopy like nmr mic- uh, microwave or maybe even the Crystallography for each compound, okay? Just one conformation. But never, it's the first time in the history that you can analyze each conformation, each bond. And uh, we see also the conformation change because it's a movie. So you can see, of course, atomic motion uh, of the metal. And this is achieved by just burning off the carbon tube and they make a lot of uh, supposedly uh, carboxylic acid and put a gadolinium atom, which is large enough to be seen. And you can see four gadolinium atoms rotating back and forth. And uh, you can even do uh, elemental analysis. Actually, this was, we did it already 2002, with, uh, in 2002 uh, in collaboration with Professor Ijima. So we see uh, by uh, scanning uh, uh, transmission electron microscope analysis, you can determine that there is one gadolinium atom. There are two gadolinium atoms, which is not so obvious. But the two gadolinium atoms here, maybe one here. So this is a way that you can do even the single atom analysis. In not in this case, it's not in the molecule, but essentially in each molecule. So, this, I'm coming to the conclusion, uh, toward the conclusion that, of course, all this kind of molecular movie will simplify chemical analysis. Many of you, of course, if you study chemistry, uh, you have like a nuclear magnetic resonance spectra, like this. So, you all analyze carefully all this thing, and then you deduce this complex structure. But imagine that you can see each of the carbon atoms by electron microscopy, then I don't think it may be, hopefully, necessary to do any this kind of complex analysis. It will simplify, awfully simplified, chemical analysis. And also, I think it should be very good for education. It's obvious now. And I'm very happy to tell you that there have been one junior high school textbook in Japan. A few years ago, it took up our picture here. And for this uh, website, they have our movie for junior high school students. And I think this will make uh, study of science and chemistry easier so that uh, many more students will start to study <laughs> chemistry and they go to biology physics. <laughs> but it's not happening so quickly, but maybe in five years, I think, even in some of you may persuade the junior high school teacher to take a look at our movie. <laughs> so uh, the, I show you this review comment. It is not clear what New Horizons such imaging technique will allow us to explore. And I think I've provided you some examples that indeed we have explored New Horizons, including education. And the, the, the second one, TM data heroic, very new. But however, the interpretation of those credible images not convincing at best and dead wrong at worst. This is really the very important. I think the reason w- th- this person may have a very uh, good insight because uh, these, all these movies look like uh, classical mechanical entity. But in fact, it must be that we are looking at the quantum mechanical phenomena. So, I'm in collaboration with my colleague, Dr. Perce Yamanouchi, in fact, we have we are now studying that indeed, we are trying to prove that indeed the molecular motion we have seen is actually quantum mechanical image. So, now it's a conclusion. It's, I think I'll repeat this. It's now high time that chemistry should return to the plainness and soundness of observations of material and obvious things. With this, I'd like to conclude my lecture. Thank you very much for your kind attention.